in a world where standing six feet apart is recommended, Podcasticon rose from the ashes in January of 2021 for the first audio-only pop culture convention. Well, fear not. This summer, Retrofied Magazine and Podcasticon present Blockbuster, a one-day-only convention where guests and podcast hosts come together to talk about the movies and experiences that we all love. There will be panels about blockbuster movies and even a parade. Follow at PodcastCon on Instagram and Twitter and subscribe to PodcastCon on all podcasting platforms. Retrofied Magazine and PodcastCon present Blockbuster on July 3rd, 2021. The one-day audio-only pop culture convention to end all one-day audio-only pop culture conventions. Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Babe. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. <laughs> Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Uh, yeah, Breaker and Bane's power hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go. It's time that we start the show, no hesitation. Oh no, the most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts. So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass. So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser with the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers. To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters. Put in the stake in the shower, break a rim, big power hour. Yeah, hello. Uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound. It's episode 378 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. We're going to score Bane, what's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. We have quite a bit to talk about today, my friend. Yes, we do. We've got some wrestling talk we got some toy talk movie talk and then of course it's time for may the fist be with you yes not a uh, beach bods and backbreakers like we said sure. yeah we definitely didn't <laughs> well, to be fair i'm gonna completely throw you under the bus because i had no idea that's what you said it's like okay <laughs> yeah well i'm just so excited for that that one that's because it. that is probably the best one we have i created the set for that like i think in december because you're so excited i was so excited about that that's that amazing. name so i think i was just ready to get to that and then i totally forgot about may the fist be with you which i actually really i like the set that we created for that too you've gotten a peek at it I mean, yeah i have it, uh, and it's um it's also i like it because it's a very obscure name yes and yeah, I will. I will say this, and I'd like to get your. Some of our names are home runs. Yes, I think Turkey Takedown and Jingle All the Way to Hell are home runs. Jingle All the Way to Hell is one that like I legit want to get trademarked. <laughs> That's when you hit me with that because we were trying to think of a Christmassy type show, and I'm like, Jingle All the Way to Hell. Oh my God, that's amazing! <laughs> right, and then. Um, you know, Resolution Reckoning. It's yeah, okay. Cupid's Revenge. Okay. You yeah. Know. Spring Skirmish. Okay. Yeah. But. Um, you know, may the fist be with you is yeah. pretty dang good. We have we. I think our our September pay per view is going to really be I, a good one too. I can't wait to announce that one because that it's one's super topical right now too. So right. If if we would announce it right now, it'd probably be like huge. Yeah. But you know, here in a few months, it won't be as big of a deal. But it'll still be pretty amazing. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to do that. So and then that to me is like the fun part of PHPW is like. The goofy pay per view names, right? I've there was a, a independent wrestling company out of like Cleveland called AIW, and they did goofy pay per view themes. Yeah, or not pay per views, but show themes, and like they would do disc cover, like DVD cover art, similar to that. Right, and that was a huge thing for me because I'm like, I get like the show. There's not any reference to this, but yeah, that DVD cover is amazing. Like the poster is amazing. Absolutely. It makes me want to watch it. Right, even though I know it's just an indie wrestling show. Right, of course. It just adds a whole lot more to it. So absolutely, 
I definitely dig it. Um, so we're not, you know, we're certainly not the Frost and Pound boxing podcast, but we got to talk about this. Logan Paul is fighting Floyd Money Mayweather. That's actually happening? Apparently so. Uh, like June 6th, I was reading. So here's the thing. From what I understand, Logan Paul. Let me look. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's legit. From what I understand, Logan Paul is a little more serious of a boxer than Jake Paul. Like I don't, I, I haven't seen Logan Paul's track record as far as a, being a boxer, right? But I, I think he's more like Jake Paul has just freaking fought, you know, non-boxers. Well, and that's the part that really got me because it's like, okay, so you, like, you probably didn't see the fight that he had on Tyson's return fight, but he had a he had a fight that night against I, I think like a pro football or basketball player. The guy clearly had no right. business in the ring, and right. I'm just like. Well, yeah, you beat him. Right. You, have, you have minimal boxing experience, so right. So I don't know if that's the same with Logan Paul, but dude, it's June six live on Showtime pay per view. Yeah, no matter what, Logan Paul is going to get destroyed by Floyd Mayweather. Well, dude, Floyd Mayweather is like easily like what best boxer of this generation. Yeah, and he's undefeated. I mean, he hasn't fought nearly as much as Tyson ever did. To or, be to be fair, this guy's going to get paid a lot of money to get beat up. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing is. Both of them are winners. Yeah. You know, they're both getting huge paydays. Right. Well, and I, I saw somebody tweet out like, oh, best heel in the business. And I'm just like, yeah, but that's not what that's that's not what it should be. It shouldn't be about that. I understand if someone's like a legit good boxer and all that stuff. I'm having mic issues here. <laughs> uh, a legit good boxer and all that stuff and has legitimate heat. I'm all for that. But this guy is literally just some idiot. Right. That got this for being an idiot. Right. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, Ed TV, but... Well, no, I don't think I ever watched it. It came out in the 90s, and, you know, essentially, if anyone doesn't remember, the plot was they put this guy, Ed, on television 24 hours a day. Yes. He's just on TV. There's no editing. It's not, you know, post-production stuff. Just put him on TV. He gets uber famous because it becomes a huge hit, and everybody watches it. Right. And then they have, like, the the smart people talk show roundtable type thing. Yeah. They're saying the guy is literally... An idiot. Yeah. He's he's famous for being an idiot. Yeah. He, he's famous not because of anything. He's famous because he's on TV. Right. It's like Paris Hilton. Right. She's not famous for like anything other than just being Paris Hilton. Right. And it's one of those weird things. They're like, wait, how did that happen? These guys, I guess, are YouTubers. And I know they've done podcasts and other things like that. But it's like to the point where like WWE is like, let's bring this guy in. Right. And then it's like, let's, let's have him box Floyd Mayweather. People will pay to see that. And apparently like <laughs> that Jake Paul fight that just happened. Was legitimately a top drawing pay per view card. Yeah, uh, you know, pay, boxing pay per view card of all time, one of the top ten. Yeah. Well, they, I think everybody was for sure thinking that he was going to get his ass kicked. Yeah. The problem is, is you're taking MMA fighters, putting him in, in a boxing ring. That's the same reason why um, Conor McGregor lost to Floyd Mayweather, right? Because it boxer. was in boxing. And that's uh, Daniel. I think it was Jake Paul. Daniel Cormier. He challenged Daniel Cormier. And Cormier said, like, no, I don't need the payday in a boxing fight. I made my money as UFC champion of the world. Like, but if you want to come to mixed martial arts, sure. Daniel Cormier would absolutely destroy him. I would kick your ass, yeah. And again, that's, I would like to see that. Absolutely, I would. But I think a lot of these guys, like, and it's not taking anything away from boxing, but there's a certain set of rules that just don't apply when it's a boxer in in an MMA fight. Daniel Cormier's background is an amateur wrestler. Right. He's going to want to shoot for a double leg. Absolutely. That's his instinct, and he can't. Yeah. He's got to throw hands. And not that he can't. Right. But it it kind of limits, you know, it's, it's limiting. So... I don't know. I just thought that was fun to bring up just because it's so freaking ridiculous. Yeah. And and again, I, I think what people are seeing is like, hey, we've got money here. All of a sudden, like Floyd Mayweather was making boxing money because people wanted to see him get beat. Yes. He was essentially not getting beaten by yeah. anybody. And now it's like, okay, who do we, what does boxing need? It needs a couple of heels. They found them. Yeah. Like it or not. It's, it's drawn eyes to the sport and that sport hasn't had many eyes on it in a long time. It definitely has not. So um <laughs> it's so it's just so horrible. Like really? The I can't Paul, stand the two guys. I, I can't either. I mean they're, they're just terrible human beings. Well somebody brought up and it may have been you that actually brought it up. You or Charlie Shaw but brought up the like the suicide thing. That was Logan. Logan did that. And I what's funny is I remember that. Didn't associate that that was the same guy though. Right. Because it's been a while. Right. Yeah. I think Kenny Omega even called him out for that. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that was that was Logan Paul. I, I don't think I don't know all the stupid things that Jake Paul's done. I've just seen recent videos of him like in like the uh the promos between the fighters and things like that. And it's right. like you're a sack of shit, you know. Yeah. It it's disappointing for sure. Yeah. Um but yeah. What do you know? I, <laughs> it's wild. I know it, that. It gets me because it's just like anytime there's a trend that happens, and this is where my, my thought was to bring this up. Mm-hmm. When there's a trend that happens and it starts making money, Vince has to copy it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's just like, oh, God, we're going to start seeing YouTubers and TikTokers on wrestling more and more. Yeah. And that's just, you know, like, I, okay, I get Mr. T. I get Mike Tyson. You know, I get Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. I don't need Logan Paul. You know, that's like a total, that's not even the same realm of anything. The problem is, is like Logan and Jake are probably arguably the biggest names in current boxing right now, though. Oh, I agree. And that's the sad part about it. But my thing is, maybe just don't go to boxing. I mean, isn't it uh, uh, DC that is a huge WWE fan? He is. Bring him in. Absolutely. (laughs) I would love that. I, why not? Right. I mean, I, I think there's he's got a little bit of age on him, but yeah. But for a one-off, who the hell cares? Well, yeah. I mean, to me, like if you're gonna bring in Gronk, bring in Daniel Cormier, <laughs> right. dude. Like, come on. Yeah. So, and I, and I think there's also that MMA fighter mentality where it's there's that always that thought of I still got a couple left in me. Oh yeah. And wrestling is going to be a harder schedule than MMA for sure. Not maybe not necessarily now because of all the pandemic stuff, but in and also too, WWE might be a little bit skittish of of hiring a guy that's going to be considered a project because of the time it would take to get him ready. Kind of like Gronk, Gronk and Kane Velasquez were both essentially cut. Yeah, I think because it's like they're long term projects, we don't have time. Right, and I think Gronk had a future in uh, pro football, obviously, still. Right. So he just went back to that, and I'm sure they'll revisit sometime. Maybe not. I don't know. Hopefully like, not. Hopefully not. Um, dude, I see his elite figure at Walmart. I'm just like, that. that's a thing. Like, that you happened. Did, you didn't want to buy it? Well, I didn't want to. I, if, I, if I buy it, it would just be to send to Barry Frost. I got that, you. That's why. That's the only I thing. <laughs> I mean, Jeff Toon, I guess, is buying him up like hotcakes. I mean, he's got six, you know. Right. He's going for a world he's, record. He's got the shrine going on. Yes. He, he loves it as much <laughs> as Radical Skedaddle Bang. <laughs> Anyway, what do you say we uh, dive into a little bit of wrestling talk here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Big underscore band. We got to talk about this. The Raw announcer, the uh, play-by-play guy is coming under some heat. I don't even know this guy like Adnan Verk or something, I guess is his name. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I don't either. Um, people are saying he absolutely sucks. Yeah. And, I, uh, he's trending in a negative way. Yeah. I watched the first Raw that he was on. I don't really know why I turned it. It was one of those, like, it was a Tuesday afternoon. I forgot off work. I was like, I need something to watch. So I just turned it on. And um, he is not good. No, he is not. And it's it's one of those things, like, you got Tom Phillips. You know, you even got the uh, the really tall, skinny guy, super skinny guy. Yep. Don't know what his name is. Vic, maybe. Vic Joseph. Vic Joseph. Both those guys are pretty good. Like, they're not, like, the best commentators in the world, like, but they're pretty good. Right. And then you, you bring in well, this, but not, this schmuck. There's also, like, a thing of, like, when someone's, you don't consider, like, very good, but, like, they're not offensively bad. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, Tom Phillips, to me, is probably the best main event commentator that we've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Michael Cole is great, but that could also just be the fact that I'm used to him because he's been there for a decade. You're used to him. I mean, I always, I always go back to, um, to Vince McMahon as a commentator. Right. And like he, he is abysmal in every way. Right. But there's something about him that I like hearing because it reminds me of what I used to watch back in the day. Of course. And like, one, two, he got him. No, he didn't. Right. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. it's ridiculous. But it, that was his, you know, his uh, his commentary format. I mean, Jerry Lawler being over there, kind of being the heel announcer. And Jim Ross kind of, yeah. you know, putting him in check. Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura. This is stuff we grew up on, right? Of course. Tony Schiavone, Bobby the Brain Heenan. I mean, yeah. it's all stuff we remember. But apparently this guy sucks. I do know in like 03, 04, 
Vince wanted to replace Jim Ross with a guy named Mike Goldberg, who was the announcer for UFC at the time. Okay. But he had no product knowledge. Yeah. And I guess he was talked out of it. And I guess this guy has no product knowledge. Yeah. Do you think that's the biggest factor of just not knowing what you're calling? I think so. Charlotte Flair, the episode I watched was like really bizarre. He had like some uh, mid-90s Jerry the King Lawler moments. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like any time a female would come out to the ring, he, you know, Jerry Lyle would be like, ooh, you know, freak Ooh, out. puppies. Right, like things like that. He acted that way when Charlotte Flair came out, which was so off-putting to me. Not that Charlotte, Charlotte Flair is unattractive, but like you just don't hear people talking about her like that way. And he didn't say anything really bad. It was just like really, like he was really simping over her, if I can use a kid's term. I did not know that that's a kid's term. Simping, yeah. Simping. Simp. You ain't get no simpy for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was acting like a simp towards yeah. Charlotte. It was it was wild. Well, that's a first time for that's I guess that's the name of the uh the episode now, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Simping ain't easy. <laughs> anyway, uh <laughs> you threw me off with that one, man. <laughs> I don't know, like do you think they replace him quickly? I mean, to I me, it, so. it, it's one of those things. Like I thought Samoa Joe was good. I thought what they were doing yeah. was good. But it's, those jackasses let Samoa Joe go. They did. And to me, Samoa Joe's like the perfect color commentator because yeah. he fell on his voice is not like off putting, like where you think he's a wrestler. Right. But he's also, he, he's, he's obviously very knowledgeable because he was in there. So he can right. play off of that a little bit. Not everybody's the, Great at color commentary. I know a lot of people didn't like JBL. I actually always liked JBL as color commentator. I thought JBL was good. I mean, I get I get tired of the uh, the heel commentators. You know, like when, when it's, it's a little over the top. When it's way too over the top. I like how Corey Graves he is kind of the heel commentator, but he's not always a heel commentator. It's like he just it's almost like he just has his favorites, and most of the time they're heels. And that's very. I mean, it's Jesse Ventura one hundred and one. Right. I used to love Jesse Ventura. You know, putting over, he'd always put over Ravishing Rick Rude. Right. And because that was his boy, you yeah. know, and, and he was like, you know, Monsoon can't tell me he ain't ripped, you know, and all that stuff. And Gorilla Monsoon was like, I don't know, Ultimate Warrior's a little bit bigger. Yeah, yeah, but he has to wear paint because he's ugly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like he did cut him down, but he didn't, he never said, like, oh, yeah, Ultimate Warrior's got, you know, puny muscle. He didn't cut right, him down in right. that way. He just was always trying to make his heel guy better. Yes. So. I don't know. There, and again, there's also one of those things. You never know what Vince is screaming in these guys' ear. And that's another thing, too. I, You know, this Verk guy could be fine if he didn't have somebody yakking in his ear the whole time. I can only imagine how difficult that is to talk and listen at the same time. Joey Styles described it as, because he did raw commentary for a while, and I thought he was great in ECW. Mm-hmm. He said it would be like, he said it's like tripping on a treadmill. He said you don't actually fall. You lose your footing, and then you, then you're back, and you have right. your, your rhythm again, and then you trip again. He said that's how it felt like doing commentary. I was constantly tripping, constantly tripping, yeah. constantly tripping, and it's like I never found my footing. I wasn't falling, but I could never get my footing right. Right. Like, no, nah, it's probably pretty accurate. And and I don't know if it's the same way in NXT. I almost feel like it's probably not, just because everything feels so much more fluid in NXT. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure they give them like bullet points and things and like that. They also have to give them cues, right, and things like that. But yeah, you can talk too much. I guess when Punk said when he did commentary for that little bit, he wrote a note to Jerry Lawler. It's like, can I mute them in my ear? And he chose him the button. He just <laughs> turned it off. And like, it's yeah. like, never heard anything about it. I mean, yeah. sometimes it takes being brash like that. I think, right. I mean, because it's too much. And I, I remember even Mick Foley said something about it. That's he why he did, quit. He didn't do it long, right. So this guy's by the time this drops, he might already be gone. Who knows? He might be. But it's it's definitely um kind of a weird a weird move to throw just someone random. And I feel like they've changed the announce table so much over the last few years. I know, and because I haven't um where's Saxton at? I haven't seen Saxton right. in a while. Right. And it's like that I love Saxton on commentary. To me, like again, I go back to like as a kid, it was Jesse and Gorilla. Right. It was Vincent and, and Jesse. It was JR and the King, like there was always like those common teams yeah. that you got familiar with. Yeah. I so, mean, when they change it a lot, no one gets familiar with anything. I mean, hell, give me just Saxton and Corey Graves. I think that would be a fantastic team. Absolutely. Because Saxton can be the straight guy, Corey Graves is the heel or the, you know, the color commentator. Mm-hmm. I think that would be perfect. Well, absolutely. I'd, I would be perfectly fine with that. Um, 
Dark Side of the Ring is officially debuting May the 6th. I am ready for this, man. Nice. Did you see that the uh, premiere episode is going to be a two-hour special on Brian Pillman? Ooh, I didn't see that, but that will be fun. They talk a lot. They have a lot of interviews, including Steve Austin's interviewed. Okay. For this, Brian Pillman Jr., I believe Brian Pillman's ex-wife. And some kind of interesting things were said in the trailer where I guess his ex-wife she said on there that I guess he had said to her, like, hey, you may need to, you know, find someone to help raise the kids. She's like, what are you talking about? Weird. Almost like he knew he was going to die or something. Yeah. Weird stuff, man. That is. So are they speculating that maybe it wasn't an accident? I don't know if they're speculating that or, you know, that's kind of been a thing that they've said where oftentimes when people die, it's almost like they have a weird... Like they almost know they're getting ready to, or maybe they know something, right? You know, and I guess I, I just rewatched the uh, Owen Hart documentary the other night, and Oge Hart, who was very young mm-hmm. when when Owen died, I guess before that trip, Owen's like, "Take care of your mom and your sister." Yeah, I do. I, I remember that, and he was just like, you know, at the time you don't really think much about it, but like it's like the last thing he said to him, right? Super strange. Yeah, and uh, you know, and I guess you know they've gone. There's been people said that I guess. Owen was not at all comfortable with the the yep. way he was being repelled down. I'm not sure why he agreed to do it. I'm, you know, you never know. Yeah. And maybe there was like a, you know, either you do this or there's going to be consequences. I don't know, and I don't want to speculate on that. But right, it's a. It, I don't know. The Dark Side of the Ring is an amazing series, though. They do so well with that show. I have actually thought, and I could be wrong here. I wonder if WWE partnering with A&E is because of the success of Dark Side of the Ring. It could be, yeah. Because I watched the Rowdy Rowdy Piper one the other night, and it's incredible. I mean, it's absolutely incredible seeing, like, because they touch on so much of his life. And a a lot of stuff that a lot of people probably don't know, which is interviewed his kids, his wife, everything is very, very well done. And... I remember just thinking, like, this is not, this is like a little bit better than a WWE documentary. Not that they're bad, but this is like next level good. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's because Dark Side of the Ring is getting so much publicity. Could be. Yeah. So, make a lot of sense. But I guess the season's going to run for like a total of 13 episodes. That's awesome. Yeah. It's going to be the first six, and they're going to take a break and do the last like seven, I guess. And, um, yeah, dude, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I think a two-hour premiere on Brian Pillman is going to be amazing. Absolutely. Also, we got to touch on this. Chelsea Green uh, got some internet heat. Of course, she was recently released from the WWE, as everyone knows. And um, I just caught a little bit of this yesterday mm-hmm. as we record this. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she reposted or retweeted a picture that someone made. Yep. That individual messages her asking for photo credit. Yes. She says, I deleted it. Yes. He's like, well, if you could... Just give me credit. That's all I ask. And then she blocked him. Right. He then releases the DMs, and it kind of becomes a shitstorm of shit, does it not? It sure does, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> people went for Chelsea Green's head, um, which, understandable, because and not even that, like, you know, she deleted it. It was just the way she handled the conversation instead of just being like, you know, like, oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you credit. Yeah. I, I slipped because- my mind. As a wrestler, sometimes I probably have not given photo credit. Right. It's never been a malicious thing. Sometimes you just forget or you don't know. Right. And so it could have it could have been handled so much better. But um And here's another thing too. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Twitter does not have an edit button. They do not. And so when she deleted it, maybe that was her way of Saying, and again, I'm not defending because I don't know. Maybe that was her way of saying, I deleted it, so I'll repost it. With, right. But then she blocks the guy, so you're like, eh, that doesn't seem likely. But but again, if if that's what she meant, she should have said that. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, it, the whole thing just painted her out to be shitty. Yeah. You know, and it's, uh, I mean, I, I don't know her intentions. She also, like, did a non-apology apology, which I thought was like, you're just making things worth kid, kitty. You know, mm-hmm. like this is, this is not a good look. And, uh, <laughs> she never actually came out and apologized to the guy, but I guess, I guess you had told me that she reposted the picture, gave him credit. So they had been talking. So maybe privately she did apologize to him. And he actually also put out there that like, we've been in contact, we've smoothed things over. Things okay now. Yeah. But then I saw people attacking him. Well, it's like, well, cause what he posted was like, a photo 
Right. Collage. And yeah. it's like, well, did you take those pictures or who took them? Right. Like, did and you did give- you give them credit? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like, I, I'm sure you re- remember. It reminded me of a, a situation I saw that that uh, Phil DeFranco talked about yeah. years ago where this kid goes on. He's at a college football game, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you remember. And he puts out there like, me and my college roommates need beer money. Venmo me. Right. It catches TV. They make a joke about it. Next thing you know, he's got like a 50 grand. Right. And he's just like, whoa, like I didn't right. expect that. Yeah. And so he's like, well, let's do things right. And so he, he's like, all right, we will buy one case of beer, but we will donate the rest to some charity. Yeah. When he says that, the money raises. Whatever beer company it was, I think it was Bush Light maybe. I, don't, I could be wrong on that. They, they retweet it. So it gets up to like a half a million dollars or something, wow. like something crazy. A reporter does digging into this kid's Twitter account. He's a college student, mind you. Yeah. He had said something racist or made a racist joke years ago. Mm-hmm. So the beer company pulls out. Everyone gets, like, everyone wants their money back. It's a whole deal. And it ends up being like, the, yeah, you know what I mean? It's just so, like, so fuck the charity because right. you said something racist. <laughs> I mean, and I'm I'm not defending what he said, right? Obviously, but it's it's a really right. ridiculous that it's yeah, right. It's like screw that charity. He said something racist, <laughs> right? It's like he's trying to do a good thing now, though. Right. Like, I mean, maybe he said something stupid in the past, but yeah. we all have. I mean, that's kind of part of living, right? And th- but then it gets better because the reporter that found that people dug into his past and found that he had said something racist, of course. And so now they're trying to get him fired for because because everybody says stupid shit. <laughs> It just happens. Right. And so I feel like that's like everyone is just going on witch hunts, you know? Right. Like, it's just ridiculous. I'm sure there is a tweet from 2012 of me using the F word that's derogatory against homosexuals. Probably. Like, people look it up right now. Right. Big Chuck's on it. Yeah. I mean, I can't cancel me. My God. Right. Please. Well, and, and that's what's so weird about it. It's just, it just makes no sense. I mean, I remember in high school learning about the Salem witch trials. Right. And they said they burned all the pretty women because they were considered witches. I was like, well, why would it be the pretty women? Well, truth be told, they are. Pretty women are witches. Yes, well, that's the truth. <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> what, they, what, what they kind of have figured out since then is that apparently the elders of the church had sexual thoughts about them. Of course. So these witches planted in their head because they're holy men. And it's the truth. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, what? Well, yeah, because they're attractive. I was right. like, that's It's just ridiculous how things go. So anyway, like my, my whole point with this whole Chelsea Green thing, this will not even probably be news yeah. by the time this episode drops. Right. Because it's like, it's really not that big a deal. Right. So... I don't know. Like my whole thing is like, if you're on Twitter, like if something's not that big a deal, yeah, don't make it a big deal. That, I think that's the lesson here. It's fake angry. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, it's just because she did something wrong. Everybody like the, everybody makes mistakes. It's it would be like you know Tim France from uh, 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 Elite Eight Showdown saying "bussy" for an hour and a half, just constantly. Everybody makes mistakes. You know, we Big we, Chuck made a mistake on who he partnered with his podcast right. with. That's fine. We we forgive and we move on. You know, it's Well, just, I don't forgive, but I'll move on. Right. You move on. And so it's I'll just, just tweet one of those things. Angry things from time to time. Right. Very it's, you know, very subtly though. It's just one of those things. Everybody makes the mistake. It definitely happens. So again <laughs> <laughs> we thought a little fire poker there <laughs> just, at Elite Eight showed up. A little bit early today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was such a uh a, a huge, big issue that really wasn't a huge, big issue. Right. Yeah, it really so, wasn't. Anyway, we got a little bit of movie talk. What do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. This is Brick and at the movies. 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 All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? I'll tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Did you watch it? I watched it. Holy shit. I did. I thought it was great. Um, It didn't go exactly like I was expecting. Yeah, there's basically no tournament. Right. So it was different, but you know what? That's okay. Yeah. Um, I tried to... I don't want to give voice spoilers because I know some people don't have HBO Max or haven't seen it yet, so I will not go into what I thought. But it was a fun movie. Yes. Um, I feel like it's mostly been positive what I've heard. 
Yeah. But I mean, I, I dug it, man. It was good stuff. Yeah. I I don't have a whole lot of complaints about that movie. I also went in with very low expectations because it's a video game movie. Mm-hmm. And video game movies are usually garbage. I thought they did a really good job of um, making the gore so over the top that it reminded me of the, the games, the more recent games. I actually didn't even really notice the gore that much, <laughs> to be honest. Well, well, I mean, the only the only scene I remember is when Jax lost his arms. Yeah, the Goro fight was pretty gory. No pun intended. Oh yeah, that was that was actually pretty rough. Well, I I, I, I will give this one part away. The scene where Kung Lao takes his hat. Oh and he yeah, makes, that okay. Yes. Makes a table saw. Basically, one of his uh, fatalities in the game. Yes. Right, that was actually one of his. Yeah, one of his fatalities in like yeah. the, the 2011 game that yeah. came out, called, just called Mortal Kombat. Which was which was fantastic. So yeah, I thought that was it was very well done. I loved the character like looks like Cabal looked amazing. Yes, they did really cool a really good job with Kano. Like they they did a lot of cool stuff in that movie. So um, from what I understand, um, the guy that plays Sub Zero he said he signed on for four possible sequels. Ooh. So I'm dude. I'm all about it. Well, the cool thing is, is we could actually get you know maybe the tournament in, in the sequel, mm-hmm. you know, because this one was the, the plot was more about like, um, defeating, you know, earth realms people before the tournament began. Mm-hmm. And so if we can, if we can actually get the tournament. In the second one, I think that'll probably please a lot of the people who are actually disappointed in this one. But again, I think it does have to be different. And, um, if you just, right. If you frame for frame remake it, it's like, Oh, I've seen that already. Like I, th- I thought right. that they did a different story was kind of fun. Yeah, and well, and and like I like I was telling you before you saw it, it kind of at the very beginning, I thought it was going to follow the animated film. Yes, because it was very similar in the beginning, um, but it ended up being a completely different story, and I think that's good because to me, the early '90s or not early '90s, but the '90s movie doesn't hold up mm-hmm. as far as like certain dynamics, like Sonya Blade. Right, she can't be the damsel in distress. In a 2021 film. Right. And so I, I think there's certain like story arcs that just make a lot more sense in this one than what they did in the early ones. And we, we talked about that a little bit, but that's that was an interesting thing that they made her such a badass. Right. In that movie. And the original, that right. is. But then in like later parts of the movie, she's the damsel in distress. It's like, right. wait, what? Like, how did yeah. that happen? Right. So it doesn't make any sense. Um, I, I know you're not a huge Mortal Kombat gamer, but I will say, like, you ought to check out some of the more recent games because I love how they did the story mode yep. in those, which is similar to Injustice, which I think you could appreciate how it does play out like a movie. You kind of find to that, you get to that fight scene, you fight, and then, you know, the movie or the story transitions. It's really fun. I actually had bought, um, I want to say it was Mortal Kombat 10. Yeah. I think I had bought that because. Is that the? Did you have that game? No. So that one was a uh, Xbox One, PS4. Was it only on those two? Only. I'm almost positive. Somebody who's played those games, let me like tweet at me and let me know if that was this is the game because it like as far Mortal, as like, it was called Mortal Kombat X. Yes, but I'm just trying. To, I'm trying to remember because there was like some like way you unlocked characters and you went through like this grave site and things like that. I the don't, crypt or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if that was the same thing or that. Not. That one I never had because I never had a console that played it. Right. I know it didn't come out on 360. I'm almost positive. Neither did Injustice Two. Yeah, which disappointed me. They never ported that to Switch because that had the turtles in it. Yeah, and that really disappointed me. Yeah, well, to be fair, the. Turtles were kind of crappy characters in that game, but still, like the turtles are in it, like that's amazing. <laughs> and you could only play with like one. You so you like, I mean, maybe you could have had like Leo versus Raph, but they were like were all on the same character. So it's just I, like, I did, it's like you would hit the turtles, and it'd be like one of the four, right? Yeah, I remember thinking that was kind of a weird thing, but I would honestly like, I would love a Mortal Kombat style turtles game, fighting oh, game. Yeah, we especially if they had the story mode. Yeah, yeah, because there are so many. And we're kind of seeing it, like we talked about with the NECA figure, some of these oddball characters. Like, Absolutely. Give me Rat King. Give me, you know, Ace Duck. Give me Mutagen Man. Like, that's fun. Yeah, absolutely it is. So it's cool stuff. But, yeah, Mortal Kombat the movie. It's fun stuff, man. Yeah, definitely. I enjoyed it. Well, we got some toy talk to dive into. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain to a bit of toy talk. Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show, we'll break your remainder, we'll a bit of toy talk. 
So we've got a couple of things here on the toy talk we want to talk about. Um, first of all, I got this in the mail just yesterday, and I wanted to kind of get your uh, your thoughts over it. It's the new AEW Unrivaled Santana figure from Series 4. I got it from Ringside Collectibles. Big underscore Bane, what do you think of that, man? I think it looks good. I actually had a peek at it before uh, before we started recording. I, I think it I think it looks pretty good. He's got he's got like uh, Mr. Sacco with some soap in there, I guess. Yeah, uh, which is a fun. It's like what I like about that accessory that I hope they continue to do. It's like it, it works just for him. It's not like right. It's not like coming with like a chair or a sledgehammer right. where it's like okay, whatever. But it's like a, it's exclusive to him. I dig that. Yeah, and. Um, you know, he's got the second head, got the extra pair of hands, the little Puerto Rican flag in the back. I dig it. Pretty cool figure. I got Ortiz as well, which we'll discuss next week. And then uh, he's got the he's got the big afro, doesn't he? He does. So pretty cool figures, though. Um, I'm digging the Unrivaled line. Now, as we record this today, Ringside uh, Collectibles revealed a new exclusive AEW figure, and I am going to send that over to you right now. I'm actually looking at it right okay, now. Okay, so you're looking at it. Yes, sir. It is the Jurassic Express 2-pack, <clears throat> um, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. First of all, it's amazing, amazing box box art. Um, you get Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, and, and basically they're the same figures, just different um, different gear. Uh-huh. Um, I know you already pre-ordered a Luchasaurus, <clears throat> so I, I can't imagine this would be something you dive into, though, right? Uh, yeah, I probably won't go out of my way to get this. I, I think it's a cool concept and it was actually something remember early on before these figures came out, I had actually mentioned something about how they should do a two pack with, you know, um, they're listening to you. Yeah. Jungle boy. Well, I mean, obviously, <laughs> um, everybody listens to this show, especially in India, like because of elite eight showdown. Absolutely. We're huge over there now. Um, but I like the fact that they have the packaging variant, so you might mm-hmm. get a you might get a Jungle Boy with Luchasaurus on his shoulders. Well, apparently that that actually costs more to do that. Um, if I if I remember correctly, I went to their website and to get it that way was more expensive, which is kind of weird, I guess. But uh, I do like the packaging. I think it's a cool idea. I kind of was wondering though if this was going to include a Marco stunt like exclusive, yeah, because he doesn't have a figure yet, and I feel like that would have made it more of a must buy for some people that being the only way you could get Marco stunt, at least at that time. Well, yeah, you'd think so. I, I think they need to have like a, um, I think Marco stunt would be good as a build a figure. Yeah. You know, like, and they haven't dove into that yet, but that could definitely happen still. Yeah. Like I think like in this particular line, like that, since they have jungle boy and Luchasaurus, maybe spread out the parts between all the characters. That would be kind of a kind of a fun idea, and the build a figure concept is is an interesting way to make kind of people collect stuff they wouldn't necessarily buy. Right, the whole series, yeah, yeah. And Marvel Legends has done that for for a while now, so very Absolutely. very interesting uh, concept. But again, I'm not surprised that they're making another Luchasaurus. That figure's pretty much a license to print money, as far as you ask me. But I do dig it in the white gear, man. It looks really cool. Yeah, he looks good in the white gear. Um, I mean, it's. He's going to be, I feel like, a hard figure to ever mess up. Yeah, as know? long as they get all the details in. Right. But definitely definitely cool stuff. Um, our last bit of figure news comes from Zombie Sailor for his Heels and Faces line. He has announced the first ever figure ever of the one and only Barry Horowitz. You know that guy's just giving himself like a million pats on the back. Well, so I talked to Travis Fowler about this good friend of the show, and he was like, "So, you know, these figures. A lot of people might not know this. They don't have they don't have the the action mechanism like Hasbro's did, right? Which, to me, and, and again, I would like to get your opinion because Travis agreed with me. Like, I never pulled back Razor Ramon's arm to do the clothesline. No. I just played with them. Right. That was just kind of what they did. So that's what it was. I mean, I think I did it when I first would open the package just to mess with it. Mm-hmm. But like that wasn't how I played with the figures. No. Right. I never picked up the earthquake to do the Colt press. Right. No, that never did that. So yeah. that to me on these figures doesn't bother me that they just move. Yeah. But that being said, like you can't do the Barry Horowitz pat on the back, which would have been ideal. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What a weird thing to do. Like make your career about a little pat on the back. Yeah. I- Hell, I thought it was amazing. <laughs> but it is kind of ironic that Barry Horowitz never had a figure. Yeah, well, he was, you know. He was he such was, a jobber most of the time. Right, though. like he was the resident jobber, you know, at, at WWE. 
And hell, even didn't he have a stint in WCW where he's basically the same character? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, just a jobber. I mean, he was kind of like a more well known job guy. Yeah. So it was like a little bit better than like the local guy, but it's like, right. yeah, we still don't really care about this guy. Right. Um, he actually did appear in one Royal Rumble, oddly enough. They kind of gave him a brief push in like 95. Mm hmm. But it didn't. It didn't last for too too long. Uh, that being said, we know that heels and faces has a pretty expensive price point. Yeah. Do you think that will help in this case with people wanting to buy this figure? Because is it cool that Barry Horowitz gets his first ever figure in its Hasbro style? Absolutely. I think that that's great. But you know, like, is that when people one people pass on because it is so expensive? Well, and also too, is it? necessary to have Barry Horowitz in your collection? No other toy company has thought so. So Right. And so, I mean, like, <clears throat> Barry Horowitz is a guy that if Mattel ever made a Barry Horowitz, I would buy it because I'd be like, damn, I, yeah. I would love to have a Barry Horowitz in my collection. But, sure. you know, you buy it ironically. Same reason I would buy a Mantar figure. Right. Not it's because I'm a huge Mantar fan. Same reason I bought Dr. Isaac Yankum. Exactly. Um, but it's not for fifty dollars, right? So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It, I I've heard their figures are going to retail for less than forty, is what he said. Which less than forty sounds like thirty nine ninety nine to me. But well, then you factor in seven dollars shipping, you're back at fifty. Bingo. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting. But that's uh, that's our toy talk for the week. And big underscore band. I think it's about that time we make some announcements for May the Fist be with you. Yes. So let me uh, let me pull this up real real quick. Of course, we just we are just on the heels of boss fight, and that we we talked about that last week. It was an incredible event. If you have not seen it yet, you can check it out on YouTube and let people know um, what you think. But I'm I'm dude, I'm excited for this one. Yeah. So we're gonna kind of do what we did last month. We'll announce three uh, three matches for the show today. Um, one thing I do want to touch on: if you are a patron, you already know this if you watch the video this month we're doing something fun on adrenaline that impacts may the fist be with you um and that is and i do i get credit this was kind of my idea well no i'm not giving you credit no okay thanks you just just tweet out and blast me on twitter in, a, in about a week that gotcha. i never gave you credit for it <laughs> well played sir <laughs> um no, but then know, I want you to is, block me and then pretend I'm, like that I'm, never happened. I'm going to block you and say I deleted it. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah, this was this was Breaker's brainchild. So so let me say, this was actually, believe it or not, something I used to do with my figures. Yes. And uh, my bone crunching figures. And I always thought it was fun. Kind of a lethal lottery type mm -hmm. idea. Mm -hmm. um, I called it the wild card tag team tournament. And what okay. it would be is it would be like eight teams. All randomly drawn. Yes. So you could have like BCAs like Brett the Hitman Hart and Blackjack Bradshaw yeah. as a team. The winning teams advance, but what happens after that? The teams are redrawn. Yeah. So you have a different partner in the next round, which I thought was like a really fun thing. And then it's, and I used to do this with my video games too. And um, oddly enough, Jack Gamble will be the only person that probably laughs at this, but. I did it playing uh, one of the old uh, WWE games where the demolition were on it. Okay. And my friend uh, Britton, OTT Tucker, and Axe were my tag champions because Amazing. of this tournament once. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Which was hilarious. So, um, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a fun idea, and it kind of yeah. gives you a way to make something a little bit different. And right. So we uh, we ended up doing um, we ended up doing just eight guys instead of eight teams. So it'll only end up being four teams. So it'll be two rounds. We got the first round and then the finals. Um, so this Friday we drew. For the teams, and starting next week, we will start having the matches on Adrenaline, which is a Patreon exclusive. And then, at May the Fist Be With You, this will be the first match that we'll announce. The tag team champions, fully posable, will defend against whoever wins that tournament. So, do we know who's in that tournament? Is that something we can we can put out there? So, we can see who the possibilities of who will face fully posable. And now, what's interesting about this is fully posable has been a dominating team. They have they've held those tag titles for a very long time. Yes. Um, so Jason Wolf, Chuckles the Clown. Oh. David Thomas. Good brother Mike. Oh, GBM's in it. Elvis Aliaga. You. Scranton Strangler and Poetic Prophet. So I would like to 
to do another version of this tournament. That's really fun, man. It's uh, it's something I would like to do, like maybe like once every few months. Yeah, for you sure. Know, uh, maybe maybe that's something we can do if a champion, of ha- a tag team champion, has defeated everybody in the in the, which you know, fully posable essentially they, did. They did, and so I think I think that would be a smart idea. Um, so basically, what we did is just as they were as they were announced this first round, we teamed them up. So Jason Wolf first round. Team with Chuckles. Oh, man. You know, he's not going to be happy about Bad that. Bad draw. Well, David Thomas, team with GBM. Not, okay. a, not a bad team. No, not a bad team at all. Elvis Aliaga, team with you. You got a hell of a draw. Dude, we're, we're, how are we not at least moving on to the semis? You faced Scranton Strangler and Poetic Prophet. Ooh. So Poetic Scr- Prophet. As long as we can get Scranton Strangler alone. We're good. Poetic Prophet essentially is in a handicap match. Yeah, he's a formidable opponent. He's a former diehard champion, the first ever diehard champion, but come on. So, Scranton Strangler ain't strangling nobody. Right. So, that's the first match that is announced. Um, Fully Posable versus whoever wins that tournament. The second match we're going to announce is. Let's see. We. we, I'm going to announce this because I think this will be fun. Actually, no, I'm going to wait on that. Um, Excuse me. I'm going to announce this because we actually already know this because of boss fight. Oh, boy. The Gatekeeper Championship is on the line. And, of course, we ha- we crowned a new champion at boss we fight. We did. Soda Hunter. Soda Hunter. He defeated Aaron Anders, who had held that title for several months. Months. And um, he'll be defending against a guy who won back-to-back battle royals to ensure his spot to have a chance at this title, and that is Ethan Chambers. Ooh, so now Ethan Chambers, and if you remember... Several months ago, he had a shot at Aaron Anders, and he came up short. Came up short. But he's earned that opportunity again here at Soda Hunter. I, I think it's going to be a great match, man. I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure Soda Hunter has no intention of losing that title in his first defense, but Ethan Chambers is definitely here to uh, spoil his party, so to speak, and have his own mariachi celebration. Absolutely, yeah. I, I still don't know if we can put that in the budget. Well, you know, I mean, I'm, in, I'm so far in debt from all that pyro for my match. That was a big mistake. Very bad very bad mistake um but anyway um so we got one more match we're gonna announce and oh we're gonna announce three big matches yeah we're gonna announce three big matches and this one i'll i'll let you announce it's that match five right there match five so uh this well this is going to be an interesting one because we also crowned a new champion here yes and that is the diehard championship uh the diehard champion the one and only mike the effing cleaner yeah that's not his real name but i like to throw that effing in there of course he's facing a guy who I feel like has really started to make an impact here in PHPW. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Didn't, I don't think, took him as seriously as we should have. And yeah. now he has a chance to be a diehard champion. Wreck my podcasts, Craiger. Yes. I'm I'm excited for that, man. I am too. I, I think that's going to be one that um, it's, it's, it's probably kind of a dark horse match. You're not, yeah. you, you know, it, it's Point of Profit really built, you know, a, a a legacy yes. with that diehard championship by having great matches and beating the hell out of each other. And now Mike, the cleaner took that mantle over and now it almost seems like a new crop of guys in here. And so I'm, I think this will be a dark horse match. Very good. Cause we'll really get to see what Craig can do one-on-one. But you know, let me tell you, I don't think Mike, the cleaner has any intention of dropping that title. Oh, hell no. He, he, Mike, the cleaner reminds me of what Jim Ross used to say about hardcore Holly. He loves to fight. Yeah. This guy just loves to get in there and, and throw some soup bones. And I think that's exactly what he plans to do. Mm-hmm. So we could see some weapons. We, we could, I mean, we've seen diehard championship matches that are brawled all over the entire building. Yeah. It's uh, it's usually a melee to say the least, and I'm excited for that one. Absolutely, it's going to be one hell of a match. So that's the announcement so far. Tune in next week to find out more. May the fist be with you. Coming at you the end of May, I believe. Absolutely, I'm look I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be great stuff. And of course, um, we are rapidly getting to the end of our Marvel versus DC tournament. Yes, we are in the finals. We are. So this is our the result of our last semifinal match. Big underscore Bane, are you ready for this? I'm ready. It was a close one. Was it? 44% to 56%. Ooh, that is pretty close. The winner, and moving on to the finals, the master of magnetism, Magneto. kidding. He beats Spider-Man. And so our finals will be Batman versus Magneto. Now, this goes back to what you had said initially, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Batman has a lot of metal. 
Yeah. So, I mean, do you think he's got a plastic Batmobile somewhere? I. It's possible, but I highly doubt it because. Well, because he's not familiar with Magneto. He's not, well. A. He's not familiar with Magneto, and B. Do you run the risk of exposing yourself? Right. Because just because it's safe from Magneto doesn't mean that like big baddies ain't going to come out of nowhere, especially if you're on Gotham city. I mean, that place is crazy. You know, somebody like the Joker ain't going to come out of nowhere and just blast that plastic off of you. Well, and that's the thing is a lot of Batman villains. If you think about it, do any of them actually have powers? No, they're just guns. (laughs) Well, they're mostly just like kind of under, like we had a little, little Facebook back and forth. That was hilarious where you basically your whole thing is like, okay, Batman doesn't kill people, but he'll definitely paralyze them for life. Right. Which is like, it's not a good backup plan. <laughs> right. And I'm like, well, true. But, you know, fun- funerals cost a lot of money. At least they're not dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least they're not dead. So, which again, that goes back to the argument, I think, of the uh, Snyder movie where uh, Batman was like, he killed someone and it was yeah. kind of glossed over very quickly. And it's like, yeah. oh, wait a minute, you know? Right. But like you said, he's always shooting like stuff out of his. Right. There's always missiles coming out of his. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's been casualties. Well, yeah. I mean,. <laughs> I guess his whole thing's like it was an accident. Right. <laughs> Oopsie Daisy. <laughs> but that will be our finals for the Marvel versus DC tournament. Batman versus Magneto. I, I mean think, I think Magneto's got this in the back. Dude, I think it's gonna be Batman. You think so? Yeah, I do. Uh I think uh I think it would it'd be hard not to be Batman. Because he's just he's universally loved. People love I mean, Batman. Well, true. And here's the thing Batman does have a plan. For everybody, you yeah. know, I remember one specific Justice League uh, cartoon or movie or something like that. It was a cartoon movie, if it was a movie, but um, where Superman asked if you know if you had a plan to beat to beat everybody, and he's like, "Yeah, it, of course, I got I got you, I got everybody." Like, that was Justice League Doom, I think. Yeah, he was like, he's I, like, "Yeah, I have a plan to take down all of you." Right. Yeah, and, and he's like, and he's kind of like unapologetic, like, "Right, that's me being prepared, not right. you know." Like and they're all kind of offended. Right. But it's like, I mean, he's the only one that doesn't have superhero powers. He he's should. Gotta, he's got to be a step ahead. Right. He should prepare. Yeah. So it makes sense. But is he going to be prepared for Magneto? Because Magneto is a completely different universe. I think it's a case in point where Magneto takes him down once. And then he's like, okay, back to the drawing board. That didn't work. Right. This dude controls freaking metal. Yeah. You know, and um, maybe that's when he see, see, he's also, he's also got like millions and billions of dollars. So like he could probably figure out some sort of substance that like metal substance. That's not even magnetic true or something like true. that. Well, and I think also too, that's a whole thing with like, if you think about how they do different villains, like Batman wouldn't fare very well against venom. No, the villain has to kind of match up to the hero. Right. Doomsday is the same. I mean, what's, you know, Batman would get destroyed by Doomsday. I mean, like, he'd flick him and his head falls off. I mean, like, it's like, okay, yeah, you're dead. That didn't last long. Yeah. So it'll be an an interesting matchup. But again, I think Batman's so universally loved. It goes by the votes, as you know. Right. So anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Hey, let's just, let's just plug it up. We're going to plug it on up. So if you guys enjoy this show, we definitely recommend you check out. Some of our podcasting buddies, including the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott over there. Great show. And uh, just two amazing guys. Absolutely. Especially if you like their wrestling figure talk. They're definitely more knowledgeable than we are. Oh, definitely. 100%. And then, of course, uh, Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry is another mm-hmm. favorite of mine. I love those two guys. Great In fact, uh, the upcoming episode of You Know It's Fake Right features the husky heartthrob himself, Barry Frost. Oh, hell yeah. So that will be uh, will be dropping tomorrow as you hear this if you listen on a Sunday. Awesome. And uh, Eric Brown will be coming up in a future episode as well. Awesome. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. Great show over there. Nice um, you know, look at wrestling in a positive way. In fact, uh, Steve shared his collection on uh, Twitter the other day. Some of the stuff he has. He's got, dude, he's got, I believe, the same title belt you do. Does he? he I does. think he does because I think he was commenting on it after I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got some cool stuff there, so yeah, um, I highly recommend giving them a follow and checking out their show. Uh, Ringside Rant with RJ, another great show. Just had Eric Bischoff on, which is amazing. Uh, check out his show. Yep, the Leisure and Lariats podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson, another really fun listen. That I highly recommend. <sighs> Elite Eight Showdown, dude. See what how, I? How you like that shirt, pal? It's literally the worst shirt ever. 
Yeah, big Chuck and Glizzy. I mean, it's got that college font for some weird ass reason. Well, I think he doesn't. He work at a college. I guess that makes sense then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, it's uh, it's He's big. Got- it's big Chuck with a mouthful of hot dogs. But uh, yeah, Elite Eight Showdown is uh, is a ridiculously weird but fun show. I just and, listened uh, to the uh, King of the Hill episode. I haven't listened to that yet. I need to. They uh, were not the you know they did two in, two in a row. Right. Right. And, and I listened to the uh, one where. They were actually crowning the greatest of all time character of the whole show. Nice character. It was uh, it was really good. And they didn't. You know what? They didn't even plug us in that show. What a bunch of jerks! What a bunch of dicks! Let's, let's okay. You guys get let's 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 go to New York and go kick their ass. You guys you guys get medium sized Ben on on your show, and all of a sudden you're super sized jackasses. Uncool. You know? Yeah. The old Elite Eight Showdown. Yeah. I mean. Good, good, good show. I mean, it's a, it's a fun show to yeah. listen to. Um, that was a, that was a um, good episode too. I thought the King of the Hill one. Well, it's at least it's creative. It's better than hot dog toppings, right? Hot, yeah, and you know, it's also you know a better idea than you know having a T-shirt with hot dogs shoved in your mouth. To be fair, there's like eight of them in there, seven or eight. It's quite impressive. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it's not because. I've never tried to stuff that many wieners in my mouth at once, but clearly Big Chuck is all about it. Good for him. Good for him. You I'm know? not. I, hey, this is this is Planet Fitness over here, Judgment Free Zone. Okay, <laughs> we don't care what you do. Yeah, we don't care. We'll give you pizza on Mondays. Dagum right. Absolutely. Uh, we also got to throw it out to Boot to the Face. Another great show there. The estate Tales with uh, Drew Vinsel. Yep. Uh, or Tales from the Estate. I guess Estate Tales is their Twitter handle. Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin. In fact, he actually just did a special interview with uh, Seth from Rings Eye Designs. Yeah. I haven't got a chance to listen to that yet, but I want to check that out. I'm, I'm sure that's really fun. I actually listened to that earlier today. They were doing their uh, top five favorite um, uh, rap albums. Oh, nice. Well, it kind of hits your hit your area, right? Yeah, that was uh, right up my alley. And, you know, no heat with me this week. I mean, most of those I was like, yeah, good albums. <laughs> I get it. He's just like... As far as Wendy's fries, I'm not going to talk yeah. nice about them. Right, know? yeah. I, 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 I'm right there with you. I'll fight you over those Wendy's fries, though. I will say this. Ever since you brought up Crystal's Pizza having uh, breadsticks with cheese dipping sauce. It's made you want it. It's really made me want it. Because I'm like, that is so unique, but it sounds so good. I'm telling you, you got to you gotta just go to Papa John's, even though we don't have one close to us at all. Which is weird, because I used to live close to one. Right. But I was closer to Domino, so I always went there. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you got you to go to Papa John's and just get... They have regular breadsticks, which is closer to what Crystal's has, but they also have the uh, the garlic breadsticks, which with that cheese. Oh yeah, money, money. I need to check that out. It sounds amazing. Good stuff. And of course, check out Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew. Absolutely, a really fun show over there. Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds. Yep. Pulling up a chair with Tim over at a chair shot, which he just uh, I just saw that he recently had uh, Scott Tune. Yes. One of the fully posable boys on his show. Yeah. Which is really cool. Absolutely. And then, of course, uh, shout out to our buddy at the art of Jason Wolf and his podcast, Howlin' with the Wolf. Uh, Jason does amazing artwork, uh, sketch cards, custom Hasbros. I mean, the dude is multi-talented. Absolutely, he is. In fact, I uh, I may have just had him uh, start making me a, a couple more uh, TMNT sketch cards. Because as much Busy. as I love the wrestling ones... There's something about them TM, TMNT characters, you know, those Ninja Turtle characters. They just really pop off that oh, with yeah. the colors and stuff. They're just super cool. Yeah, for sure. And that's a little bit cheaper than trying to buy the old figures, so, <laughs> which is um, amazing that they're that expensive. But, oh, yeah, right. he, he does amazing work. So check out at the Art of Jason Wolf. And also, too, I think he's working on some stuff for himself right now. I don't want to give anything away because I don't think he's put it out there publicly, but... He's got some of his own projects in the works, which I'm pretty excited for. Nice. Because he's so talented, I think he should. You know? yeah, absolutely, yeah. And then, of course, if you like wrestling comic books, Grapple Hold and To Be the Man, Evil Ain't Good. And, of course, um, Tales from Planet WrestleTopia. Amazing yeah. wrestling comic books. You can find those on Amazon. And you can also find To Be the Man and um, Tales from Planet WrestleTopia on Comicsology. And then, of course, we have our side projects. You know it's fake, right? With Brian Breaker. Drops every Monday. And uh, last week... I had the WFC champion on, the showcase, Alex Royal. A lot of people really enjoyed that episode in this coming week. One half of doing the favor, Barry Frost, the Husky Heartthrob. Very cool, very cool. That's going to be a good episode. Some fun fun guests. Yes. And then as we know, 
You are you're back in the saddle again, Big Underscore Bane. Yeah. Uh, Some more no holds barred with Bill Benis. Yes, I, I mean, I haven't gotten the call just yet, so I don't know. But Waiting by the bat phone, kind of. Yeah, kind of. I just kinda, slide down that pole. Yeah, I mean, I ain't gonna be doing no sliding down no pole. But uh, this ain't no little Nas X Montero situation. But I don't get that reference at all. Oh well, somebody's getting it out there. They they understand. They somebody somebody chuckled a little bit. I was referencing like the '60s Batman when they slid down the pole and he would hit the thing like change, and they would hit the bottom and they would be in their suits. Well, in in little Nas X's Montero, he slid down a stripper pole all the way to hell, and he gave Satan a lap dance before he killed him and became the king of hell. Oh, nice. So I'm not doing that is what I'm saying. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Well, that's, I'm glad you clarified that. Yeah. But, yeah, Bill Benis, man. Yes. Are you excited? No. Yeah, I bet. I not at all. I bet not. It's a, ter- it's a terrible show. Why anybody would listen to it is beyond me. Bill Benis likes doing it. I mean, he likes I don't know doing why it. he... So why does he make you the co-host? He, he hates, clearly has friends. He hates having me be the co-host. I don't think he has friends, to be honest with you. He's got like Ricky the Roper. I don't think they're really friends. And he's, I mean, he has some pyro, just, you know. I don't think they're really friends either. Apparently he's bringing him to PHPW, though, is he not? I mean, Ricky the Roper's already shown up. Yeah, but you've been in the wrestling business before. I mean, people rub elbows with you just to get a job. Right, but I mean, why doesn't he like make it? Hey, Ricky the Roper, come do my podcast, and I'll make you in PHPW. I mean, hell, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll have Ricky the Roper on this season. I mean, I don't know. Well, but I mean, but not as like the co-host. Why? Why? Why does he so insist on having you do it? I, I is he secretly trying to make you his best friend? Is that what's going on? Could be. I honestly think he's more or less just lazy to find a co-host. Too lazy to find a co-host. Uh, a better one, mm-hmm. and so he just is just adamant about me doing it. That's super weird because man. I'm there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean he he doesn't want Kevin to do it. He right. doesn't like Kevin. Has Kevin even spoken on the show? No, I don't think so. No, so he seems like a weird guy anyway. But yeah. I don't know. That just that's just bizarre to me. But yeah, no holds barred. Bill Bean is coming soon. Yeah, new episodes. It's gonna be wild. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Not really, but, you know, in a bad way, I guess. Sure. All of Bane's music, you can stream it on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your tunes. Yippers. What did I say about yippers? You said let's say it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I uh, I have been pulling a big underscore Bane and watching The Office before I go to bed. Yeah. And I just watched that episode the other day. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, uh, I, I will say, you know, a lot of people say Dinner Party is their favorite episode. Mm-hmm. I have to say, man, there's some season three episodes that I think are funnier. Season three is when they hit their stride. Dude, it is so good. Yeah, there are some great episodes in season three. I don't remember the episode, but you know when Michael goes to New York to show his finance finances to David Wallace, which is the first appearance of David Wallace. Yes. And he does the video, and that's when the other regional manager makes the joke about, you know, or he says something, well, Michael's, you know, he's banging Jan. Right, yeah. And then like they all look and he's just looking straight ahead. Yeah. <laughs> he won't make eye contact with anybody. Gosh, it's so funny. Oh, yeah. Such a great show. Absolutely. I can watch it all day long. Love yeah. The Office. Absolutely. Um, if you want to support us, patreon.com forward slash BBPH. We have four tiers there available. Uh, you get the exclusive weekly energy shot podcast, uh, the weekly episode of Adrenaline. Yep. Um, Plus, um, the once a month podcast of Breaker Retro Gamer, which the May episode will be going up very, very soon. All kinds of good stuff, man. Absolutely. Uh, we also um, we have Average Panda Gear Outsiders Beard Co. Any news there? No new news there uh, just yet. I'm still kind of, I, dude. I got so many moving parts right now. I'm trying to juggle. It's like it's like I am a uh, an, an amateur juggler. And all of a sudden, I have a show in Vegas, you know, juggling, and I can't do it. Well, have you ever, so, you know, you want to try these tennis balls, or do you use anyone else's instruments? I will never use another juggler's instruments. <laughs> do you uh, do you juggle to uh, bring me to life by Evanes- was it Evanescence? It's the most inspirational song, so of course. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a big fan of the American Southwest? <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite region. <laughs> D'Angelo Vickers. <laughs> Good stuff. Um all of our t-shirts can be found at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, uh, BBPH 
.redbubble.com for all of our Redbubble shirts. Mm-hmm. Then we also have stores on whatamaneuver.net. Search uh, for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, and Big Underscore Bane has a shirt store there as well. Absolutely. Two on each store. So if you want to get the new Power Mowing Hour, which is such a fun design, and then, of course, our uh, G.I. Joe-inspired design. Those are on Water Maneuver. And then Big Underscore Bane, like I said, has two sh- uh, store, two shirts on his store as well. Anything else that you want to add before we get out of here, man? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out another episode of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. And we will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, Put it on the internet.